Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, I'm Libby Trickett. And I'm Tegan Natoli, but you're not just Libby Trickett. You have a plus one. I'm also Alfie Trickett. <laughs> and this is the Glorious Nest, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door and I have a baby strapped to me. So thank you for not judging me. This is just where we're at at the moment. It's oh. school holidays. We're managing. Oh as my best gosh, as we no can. judgment. I could stare at this cute little face all day. Oh, and your baby's cute too. Baby. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Tegan, what have you nailed or failed in your week of parenting? Oh my gosh. Well, actually, it's not this week, but I remembered I didn't mention it. It was towards the end of last year and the twins had a bit of a wrap up, you know, kindy party. And I thought, oh, I'll just pick Banjo up from daycare and I'll go straight there. And of course, the one time you're going straight to anywhere from daycare, he walks out in girls' tights. Uh, the year before graduation t-shirt and like I don't even know but they'd done water play and whatever he was walking out in was like two sizes too small and I'm like we're going somewhere now and we can't go looking like that (laughs) (laughs) so I ended up having to put his wet clothes back on him lucky it was a boiling hot day because I'm like you'll air dry darling you'll air dry so look it was a fail, but we made it. We made it work. We ma- we turned it into a nail. I'm impressed. Like, <laughs> my kids look like that 24-7. <laughs> That's how they turn up to school. <laughs> like, yes. If they're not looking like, you know, completely discombobulated humans, <laughs> that is a miracle day. It's a nail. So what do you have to get off your chest this week? What are we vibing, Tegan? Well, look, we're vibing a bit of bluey vibes, right? So for this final week of school holidays, I'm sure over the last, you know, month or two, you've watched, you know, a bit of bluey, surely. It would almost be un-Australian not to, right? And we're going to do a breakdown, almost like a CSI analysis of what makes bluey so good. What about you, Libby? What would you like to chat about today? It's not what I would like to talk about, Tegan. It's what the group would like to talk about. <laughs> it's what the people. Mom, it's what the people. The people. The Mamma Mia family group have been chatting and we are going to share some listener dilemmas and have our own opinions about it. Oh, my gosh. I love listener dilemmas and I know our listeners do too. So let's get to it. Libby, in case people have been living under a rock, can you please give us a brief synopsis of Bluey? Bluey is one of the best things to come out of Australia, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Not only Australia, but out of Brisbane, because I'm a Brisbane Ooh. girl. So it is the most brilliant cartoon show. It is a cartoon family of dogs. 
their sisters, Bingo and Bluey, obviously. Yes, and a lot of people mistake Bluey for being a boy, but no, we no, know that Bluey is a girl. Yes. Chili and Bandit are the parents and yeah. basically they are the most beautiful stories, you know, of about seven minutes long. <laughs> and I am constantly blown away by the accuracy to real life parenting. Yes. I don't know about you, Tegan, but it always makes me feel seen and validated. <laughs> Does Chili strap her puppies to her? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> she would have. I feel like Chili would have. Oh, my God, I love it. I think the parents enjoy watching Bluey as much as the kids do because I feel like the underlying storylines between Chili and Bandit are just like typical, you know, mum and dad conversations. There's one episode where he goes to buy Chinese for dinner and he, he gets the order wrong or something and I'm like, it's just yes. so typical. It's like exactly what happens in our household between mum and dad. However, I must say the beautiful thing about it is it really does explore a lot of emotional intelligence, I suppose, for young kids. My older nieces were over the other day and they put on some Simpsons, right? Oh, classic. And I was, yeah, right? So for us, that's the cartoons we used to watch when we were young. And I'm sitting there going, this is not... <laughs> like educational at all. Like, you know, you've got Marge's sister there smoking darts. You've got, you know, like the creepy Mr. Burns and all this stuff. Like there's so many, like it's so creepy in a way that that was our childhood shows, right? But then with Bluey, you've got these gorgeous little storylines, you know, and these underlying tones of like learning emotional intelligence and empathy and resilience and imaginative play. Like it's just a really great yeah, I think it's a really positive show for kids to watch. I think it's a positive show for me to watch yes. because I feel like I've learned so much about my parenting journey yes. <laughs> through Bluey. One of my favourite episodes of Bluey is The Baby Race where Chili is talking to Bluey and Bingo about Bluey learning to walk and how... Chili wanted to like compete against the other parents and their babies and who's going to win this baby race or who's walking first and then that is going to make you the best parent. Oh, my gosh, it's so funny. At the end of it, like you could see Chili was getting really sad that Bluey wasn't progressing as well. And right at the end, like another dog comes along and says, You're doing great. Oh, Chili started crying. And like literally every time I watch this episode, I start crying. And I'm like, that's exactly what it's like. Oh my God. And that's like all that any mum ever wants to hear. And it's like what you said about, you know, kids sleeping. Like, oh, have you got a good baby? Are they sleeping through the night? It's like, what makes my baby a bad baby if they're not sleeping through the night, you know? And very rarely does someone just turn around and go, you know what? You've got this. You're doing awesome. So yeah, that is so good. I don't know. I think it teaches people so much, not just kids but the adults as well. And, like, it's gone gangbusters. Like, it's all around the world now. It's winning Emmys. Yes. So a little while back we interviewed Laura Stone, who is the early childhood producer at the ABC, and it was in reference to Bluey's Pass the Parcel episode. Now, if you haven't seen it, basically there's some controversy about how Pass the Parcel should be rolled out, I suppose. Like, as a parent, are you the person that puts a little gift in every single unwrapping? of the past the parcel so that everyone ends up getting something or should we be teaching our kids that there's one winner 
one prize, whoever gets it at the end. And it's so interesting that the kids learn that, you know, not everyone's going to get something at every party and they go through those motions of, of learning that as well. So like, I think even just things like that is such a great lesson of like resilience, of fair play, of being happy for others when they receive something that you might not. There's so many underlying things with Bluey. That's what makes it so good, I think, for adults and kids as well. And I particularly love that episode, Tegu. It makes you reflect on things that we kind of just take for granted. Yeah. Like all of a sudden we're all putting little presents in every yeah. single wrapping of pass the parcel. And I'm like, we definitely didn't do that no. when I was a kid. But all of a sudden that's just what was happening. And so you go, oh, yeah, I don't have to do that. Like you can kind of start to to look at that. And yeah, it does. It creates a whole different dynamic between kids yeah. and what their expectations are. One of my favorite things, and it's so random, but it always makes me feel good. Anytime there's a shot in the car, in the back seats, just like there's crap everywhere. Like there's rubbish, there's you know, single almonds just in the middle of the seats. Like it just makes me feel so normal and like. (laughs) It's reality. I'm so seen by a dog family. It's so good. It's perfect. Well, look, if early childcare educators are like adding it to their curriculum because it's assisting with learning, then I'm all for it. It's like the one TV show that you don't feel bad about popping your kids in front of. 100%. (laughs) There are other shows where parents and kids can both enjoy. Like I said before, going back and watching The Simpsons, you're like, oh, my God, this is actually funnier to me now that I'm older (laughs) rather than as a kid. But as a kid, we thought it was great as well. But we'll talk about a few more of those a bit later in the show. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. So this is a dilemma from our Mamma Mia Facebook group. If you haven't joined already, check out Mamma Mia family. But this dilemma had hundreds and hundreds of comments <laughs> about whether hundreds, thousands, thousands of comments. <laughs> it sparked some emotions, this one, didn't it? <laughs> it really did. About whether or not you should be a shoe off or shoe on household, especially <laughs> if you have kids crawling on the ground. So I'm going to read the dilemma now. We are a shoes-off household because we have a baby who is crawling on the ground, which means we also spend quite a lot of time on the ground. Makes sense? Mm. We had a lot of pushback when we asked people to take their shoes off, so we got one of those signs at the front door to take away the confrontation when people walk through our front door. But we still have people who have an issue with it. We've been told it's rude to ask people to de-shoe to the point where said relatives have declined many an invitation to come over. I mean, that seems a lot. So basically there were so many different comments. A lot of people were saying you can't expect people to take their shoes off. What if they are embarrassed? What if they have medical condition and they don't want to? People sharing their own shoes on and off stories and a lot (laughs) talking about the hygiene 
for the baby. What do you reckon? The first thing I thought of when she said she had a baby who's crawling, I'm like, the baby's going <laughs> to lick tinea off the floor. Like, don't you want these people to keep their shoes on in the case that you don't want them walking barefoot where your baby's ugh, like, oh, God, it's like a snot all over again, like toes. Keep your shoes on. For me, I would feel rude, absolutely, if people come to my house. And you know what? To be honest, most people come, I don't know, like you offer. You're like, oh, I'll take my shoes off. Or if I go to someone's house, I naturally would do that anyway, I suppose. I just feel like it's very strong feelings both ways that people have about this conversation. I mean, it's gross both ways, right? Because you're like, there's tinea, there's like <laughs> athlete's foot. Like there's so many gross, disgusting things that feet bring in yeah. and bring out. Can we do a socks? Like when when she asked people to take socks. Yes. Yeah. Or like, can you provide some nice slippers or something? <laughs> if you want me to take my shoes off, I want, yeah, I want silk slippers. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like the hotel ones, like the little hotel, like shuffle slippers that we can go around in. But I think, like, for me, I err on the side of a little bit weird because when I was growing up, I didn't wear shoes around my house. And I <laughs> I don't know if you ever do this thing, Tegan, where you climb into bed and that we had wooden floors. Yes. And you climb into bed and before you put your feet into bed, you do a little rub together. <laughs> Yeah, like a you do. You, it's like yes, you do a foot rub, as in foot to foot, your own two feet, and like clean. It's like sweep your feet clean, a hundred percent. So for me in my house, again, like you, I have floorboards. As soon as I wake up in the morning, like I put shoes on, whether it's like yes. slippers if it's winter, or like just some sandals if it's summer, because I hate the feeling of stuff on my feet, especially like. Dust, sand, whatever it is. That's exactly me. So because I was doing that for so long as a kid and then we had a pug for a really long time and he just used to drop hair everywhere. So I just started wearing shoes all of the time. But my husband is like the opposite. He never wears shoes and he like pointed it out the other day that it's weird that I wear shoes all the time. We'd rather not feel the dust than have to clean our floors, (laughs) Lizzie. Let's be honest. (laughs) We're just putting the shoes on so we don't have to feel that we're due to clean the floor. 100%. But apparently it is very good for your body and for, you know, your strength and stuff to walk around barefoot. It's very important. (laughs) So I am trying to do that more often, but it's still weird. What? Weird? With bare feet. Yeah. Like I understand why people might be embarrassed if they have like a weird, not a weird, well, they might have smelly feet and that. Yeah, that's worse. Like as if you want that near your baby. I don't know. I don't think we've actually solved anything with this dilemma. Oh, no. I don't even even think we established if we agree or disagree. We've just talked about how gross feet are. And that we both have very strong opinions and we both do the weird foot rub. (laughs) We need to clean our floors and we both do the praying mantis foot rub. I mean, it's been enlightening. Okay, so the second dilemma mm, I can relate to. So our dilemma has said, I really resent picking up my husband's clothes from the floor. We have had many conversations about this. He agrees to pick them up and then 
just doesn't. That's going to go real well. <laughs> he now, after I ask him, puts all his clothes into the wash basket, whether they are dirty or not. What should I do? I don't want to make him angry. I don't want to pick up his clothes and I don't want to wash clean clothes. I know this is a tiny, petty problem, but it's really bothering me. Oh my God, this is like Dolly Doctor. It's so great, but it's like <laughs> Dilemma Doctor. Wow. How do you feel about this, Tegan? It's like a pet peeve, don't you reckon? Like once someone does something like this and, you know, like sometimes it takes you a bit to work up to say, hey, can you not do that? Like because it's annoying and there's no nice way to say it and even probably bringing it up for the first time is probably going to cause a little bit of a the. Okay, no worries. I'll just pick everything up and put it in the wash so you can do double the work. It probably would have been easier for you just to pick up my dirty washing. <laughs> so, Well, that's that learned helplessness, right? Like my husband does that when we talk about cooking. He just does not cook. And yeah. so when it comes to him cooking, He's like, oh, well, what do I do now? What do I do now? What's the next step? How, and, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how yes. to chop a carrot. And it's like, okay, I just, I'll just do it because it's quicker and faster. <laughs> My ex-boyfriend used to pretend he didn't know how to peel prawns so that he would never have to peel prawns. Which I mean, that's brilliant. <laughs> I know, right, which is absolute genius. So I wonder if her husband's like, you know what, if I piss her off for long enough by like screwing this up like I can't pick up my my dirty clothes I'm gonna put the clean clothes in the wash as well maybe she'll just give up and just <laughs> maybe she'll just do it for me yeah and, that's what I reckon resign. but yeah. meanwhile I get it the resentment like my husband leaves wet towels on the bed and it makes me stew there's a few things I'll let go like a dirty glass of water on the bedside table I'll let that go but when you're wetting my bed that I either want to lay in later or if I didn't remove the towel, would still be wet the whole day for when I want to lay in later, grinds my gears, if you couldn't tell, guys. I don't think we could be married, Tegan, because I may be that person. Oh, my God, Libby Trickett, you leave wet towels on the bed. Maybe that's because you were a swimmer for so long that you had wet towels all the time. All the time. But, no, (laughs) this particular dilemma is something that my husband and I have argued about for years. Like from the very beginning of our relationship, I've come from a really messy household. My mum would clean everything. And, like, I talk about it. It wasn't good for me to do all the things that I should have been doing as a teenager. But... I've come from that background where I just dropped clothes on the ground and then all of a sudden they were clean and folded and put away. Oh, my God. Did your mum ever complain about it? No, but that was my mum as well. Like she just did it. Oh, she She, loved it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she loved it, but she just did it. (laughs) And so when Luke and I moved in together, like he was the other end of the spectrum, like super clean, like too Mm. much, like it was too intense around that. For years it's been a source of What's the word? Conflict? Yeah, altercation (laughs) we might have had. So, yeah, it's such an interesting thing. I have to say I am a lot better and I think partly because I see the girls, my kids doing it and leaving wet towels everywhere and I'm like. And you're like, oh, hold on, now I'm the cleaning (laughs) fairy. Now I'm having to do it. Pick it up. I must say, I said to my mum the other day, I'm like, you know what? I remember I used to like roll my eyes at you. You'd be like, all I ever do is pick up after you and you just leave a trail of things behind you everywhere you go. And like literally every second day I'm stopping myself going, wow, I am saying to my kids exactly what I used to roll my eyes at my mum for saying to me. (laughs) 
And it's a moment in life where you're like, I am my mum. It's, it's happening. Happened. And like, who do you think's going to pick this up? Yeah. Or, you know, like I've been saying to my kids, when you finish with your crayons or your pencils, pick them up. Like, who do you think's going to pick them up? And they'll look at me and I'm like, oh my God, I never thought of that either. Like when it was my mum. But then we're not talking about kids in this dilemma. No. We're actually talking. Grown ass adults. <laughs> So I think it's very acceptable that she's feeling annoyed. What do you reckon we do from here? I don't think it is a tiny petty problem. I know she says it is, but I don't think it is because you know what? Tiny petty problems turn into big, fat, resentful ones. Look, maybe do you spell it out or leave it? Maybe you leave a clean basket, a dirty basket, like if you can't really... you know Separate what? I it. think it's communicate, communicate, communicate. And it's really boring and it's so unsexy and unsatisfying. But like, say to your husband, like, this makes me feel like shit. Like, it makes me feel like you don't value my time or my energy in what we're doing. Like, we're a team. Yeah. You're taking the piss now. Be a teammate and like, yeah. at least look after your own stuff because I'm trying to sort all of this over here. Amen, sister. You made your mom crazy. I love all my children equally. I wish I liked anything as much as my kids like bubbles. That's sad. So in the theme of this Bluey Effect episode, I actually got around Mother's Day the Bluey book and it's called Queens. And can I just recommend, I'm not going to give away the whole storyline, but it's such a cute book and I love reading it to my kids because it's all about, you know, the mum being the queen. Anyway, without giving too much away, Bingo and Bluey are fighting over who gets to be the butler. <laughs> love. And yep, it's like love. every day the mums are the butler and, you know, for one minute good old Chili gets to be the queen. So it's a really cute one, especially, you know, around Mother's Day or things like that or a gift to a mum. It's really cute. So that's my recommendation, the Bluey book called Queens. So I would love to recommend a movie or a series of movies. Ooh. It's called Zombies and there's <laughs> Zombies 1, 2 and 3. Oh, my gosh. Is this like with the singing ones? Yes, My girls are obsessed with these. Yeah. Welcome back to Seabrook. Humans, zombies, and werewolves have learned to live together. Let's go sunning. It's a good thing. Seabrook is a part of our pack forever. We kind of started to listen to the soundtrack first because zombies can be a little scary for my kids. Yeah. Um, For any kids, really. There's like one part at the beginning when they sort of talk about how the zombies came to be that they didn't like for a while. But for the rest of it and a couple of moments where the zombies zombie out, it's a term, you'll get to know it. (laughs) But if your kids are kind of between the ages of sort of, I don't know, like maybe five to 12, I reckon they would love this. The songs are so cool. Like I reckon one of the songs called Ain't No Doubt About It is one of my favourite all-time songs. (laughs) I can sing like every song word for word. So in the theme Is that the duet one? Yes, with Zed and Addison. Oh, my God, we like the same Ain't No Doubt About It. Dancing is awesome. The singing is awesome. Yeah, I just, I highly recommend it. And, and that's along the theme of something that you can watch together, you both enjoy it. Absolutely agree with you there. Like I love watching those shows and listening to the tracks as well. So that's a great recommendation because my girls are obsessed. They're like, zombie two, no, 
One, no, three. There's quite a few of them, so it's good. You can burn some of those school holiday hours while we still have some left. Movie marathon. It's a pyjama day movie marathon. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this glorious mess. Get in touch with us at tgm at mamamia.com.au and don't forget to join our parenting group, Mamma Mia Family. This episode was produced by Grace Rouvray with audio production by Scott Stronach. See you next See week. Ya. 